Hello and welcome to another episode of At Your Convenience. I'm your host, Jackson Lewis, and I am joined here today by Sharon Calva of C-Store Master System, a uh, futuristic, I, I would say, uh, distribution system for the C-Store industry. Sharon, I really appreciate you joining us today. Pleasure to be here. So can you tell us a little bit about what the C-Store Master System uh, actually entails and, and how the technology behind it works? Sure. Um, so it's our, 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 our solution is a combination of software and uh, robotics uh, technologies. So and, you know, we're building a brand new state-of-the-art warehouse. And to envision what the warehouse of the future looked like, we, we took a lot of steps back and kind of thought about what would really change our efficiency. How can we make things better? How can we um, make our things more efficient? How can we make the lives of our employees better? So from a holistic perspective, we we wanted to combine software and robotics, uh, the technology, and then put it together and come up with a solution. So we use three different kinds of robots. Um, something that makes us really unique is we use, um, since we are a distributor in the convenience store industry, so we deal with a lot of totes. And uh, historically, all these AMRs, um, the moving robots in our industry, historically deal with big pallets and pick to pallets or pick to either a fulfillment size box, but nothing really to a tote. And then taking that tote to cigarette stamping or tobacco stamping, and that really makes it unique. Uh, no one's really kind of solved that problem uh, in this industry to an extent where it's not a um, set infrastructure level uh, project where it's not scalable. Um, so we kind of bring the scalability, a seamless solution, um, and kind of really solve our industry's problems uh, with, uh, with this new implementation of our system. So how does this technology affect the experience for uh, retailers who might be used to interacting with distributors in a certain way? Uh, there are two components to it. One is historically we, we deliver. So from the delivery perspective, even though we have the ability to have an iPad, give them an iPad or give them an ordering machine, we send our person into the store every single week to see what's going on, to build that relationship. So that element stays there and the fulfillment element stays exactly the same. So no change at all. But the real thing is we can tell you real time if you're out of product, we're about to be out of product, our accuracy in terms of inventory counts or uh, ability to forecast better, a amount of products we can carry, the efficiency of how fast we can pick the orders, the volume what we can do. That's changing. Um, there's a second element of it where people want to come to our warehouse, see what's new, and want to pick up the product themselves. So there are a lot of customers that do that. So we we allow that, and we this is really going to change that experience. So we're going from more of a go, go to Costco, pick your product, put in your card perspective to uh, you have a display case, a showroom, you have an iPad, someone with an iPad, you just click, I want these orders, um, you put it in, and 30 minutes, the robot will bring the entire order to you in, and while you're just sitting down having a coffee. So kind of reimagining that process, um, it will, it, this, it's a complete change, change of pace um, for the customers coming into our warehouse uh, to purchase products. Um, but for everyone else, it's the same, it's just better. So uh, I ask you, I'm going to ask you a bit of a, a chicken and egg question first here. When, when you were uh, putting this concept together, did you start with the idea of what you wanted the experience to be like, or did you start with the technology and how did that all come together from there? Our, 
it's um, we've looked at it from the experience perspective. So it started with the experience, then it came down to what are the problems, how do we solve it? And then we found whatever technologies were on the market and what were not on the market, and then whatever was not, we built it ourselves and whatever was, we integrated. So always started with our end consumer experience. And that to us is, I mean, the way ever since day one, we've always focused on technology, but that's the secondary, uh, it, it stems from the fact that, um, you know, we we wanted to cater our experience to our customer and really solve the problems. Um, a real fun fact about our our company is that we had even before we had a rack, we had a software development team. That is something very unusual. But it, it again, the whole point of it is why I bring that up is you know it stems from our drive to really solve the problem, and we use technology as a catalyst to to do that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You you talk about that. It it seems like more companies these days are are turning more into software developers uh, uh, than they are uh, the necessarily the uh, uh, industry or or the sector that uh, that they're in. Um, how do you think that automation has progressed in the past few years, and and how do you think this is going to change retail in the in the next few years? Oh, uh, phenomenal change, and you're you're seeing an exponential um, viability of solutions. So something that costed uh, four times has re- gone down significantly, and now we we are at the end of the day, we didn't look at it just from an ROI perspective, but we're starting to see that even from an ROI perspective, it's starting to make sense um, from a distributor perspective. We, I mean, we're in Huntsville, Alabama, and something that's unique is we have less than 2% unemployment rate. And this, historically, it's one of the fastest growing cities around here. So we saw the issues with our labor labor pool, our employees, um, lot before, long time before what everyone's seeing right now. So this is a project we saw three years ago. So this is going to address from a wholesaler and a distributor perspective, all those problems and some. So. We're not replacing any employees with robots, but we're just with the same group of people, we're able to scale multiple times. But your specific question on how it's gonna impact retail, um, and I think in two ways. One is hyper-localized product offerings. So um, in in a broad sense, a distributor carries a product portfolio that's you know for 4,000, 5,000 stores across 10 states, six states, um, but having the flexibility in the supply chain really helps you give the product offering that is required in the new day and age because you have to be really agile you have to be really good with inventory you have to bring new products pretty quick Um, another thing that's going into it especially if you're talking during COVID times is so availability of products you you obviously have your own brands that you want to push but there are not really set options anymore where you you can be stubborn with that. You have to be able to pick whatever is available because we don't want empty shelves, neither do the retailers. And having that flexibility with the supply chain and operations, that's really going to change things. But even more so into retail, that's from an operational perspective from retail. But um, automation, we're seeing retail kind of transform where they're also facing the same labor issues as we are. I got to be part of the NACS executive leadership program. Um, and the number one problem that everyone has is is access to good, uh, good employees, good team members. And um, how do you solve that? So automating, uh, there's a lot of changeover happening. So when you have set processes in place, when you run a company like a chain, 
you have set processes, it's hard to keep up with those processes. So automation comes in there. So where I see it is uh, you're starting to see section by section getting automated. What I mean by that is like, for example, tobacco category, right? The entire back bar uh, will eventually in Europe, if you're seeing it, it's becoming an automated gantry. So um, it's it's loaded by one person and only one person has access to that. So the moment you ring it up, then the product gets dispensed. So that automates a lot of that category um, in terms of ma maintaining that high dollar amount, low profitability. So that solves a big problem there. And so we're going to start seeing that. And we're seeing some pretty amazing solutions coming out from different chains and technology providers where they're trying to go for contactless. They're trying to go, um, you, you know, where you can bring it up on your phone. Um, you know, you can just walk it out uh, and systems will know like the Amazon model. There's certain certain solutions are more viable than the others. But I think there's going to be a significant drive in um in, in the push for automation. And it's not going to come at once. We're going to start seeing small components get automated. Uh, and then eventually all the systems are going to tie in. And then we're going to probably have a, we're talking 10 plus years, have a seamless, seamless solution where, you know, customers could come in, uh, per, take what they want, and then walk out and uh, be able to uh, complete a transaction very seamlessly. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, how you bring up the relationship between automation and and labor and and the possibility of of that streamlining some of the labor issues that we're having. I'll never forget going through the uh, first Amazon Go in Seattle when it first opened, and uh, how I, I I think there's a misconception with uh, frictionless uh, stores that there's a there's a lack of employees. And really, if you're going to be successful with that highly automated model, you have to have a lot of employees there because, you know, people, especially right now, as people are getting used to this technology, they don't they don't know how to use it. You know, they have to have someone there to, to show them what's going on. And I every once in a while I pass by the uh, they, they use that uh, Amazon just walk out tech at the left field airport in Dallas. I, I have family down there, so I visit a lot. And. I don't think I've ever once seen one customer walking through there. I, now I've seen I've seen people uh, uh, working on the machinery there. I've seen employees, um, you know, putting prices on items. Never once seen someone walking through. And I I, I just think it goes back to that uh, aspect of freeing up labor a little bit, so they have uh, they have the time and and the energy, uh, not you know working in the back office uh, to be out there helping customers. Yeah, absolutely. And just to tie in a little bit more and from not just us, but in distributors or in general are trying to take some of the tasks away from the stores to help with to ease some of the some of the ordering processes, uh, just the way that, you know, we share new information or that that's really uh, that's really changing things to make life a little bit easier for the convenience store op retailers. Um, but even the fully automated solutions, as you're saying, uh, it needs to reach a certain uh, benchmark where there's an understanding among the group of customers. And also right now, it really does not replace the traditional, um, you know, traditional convenience store in any way. You're going to need a lot, of, a lot of resources. The technology is fairly in its infancy. Um, you know, you're going to need a lot of highly skilled labor. Uh, yeah. Which is, um, which is still part of the entire process there. And uh, it might work for, 
even if there's an application might work for something on a very large scale. But what about the smaller ones, right? Um, everyone has those problems. So uh, as I went, was talking about previously, we're going to start seeing different components. Uh, we're, we're just talking about the tobacco gantry section where, you know, managing amount of time stores spend managing their tobacco counts every day is a lot. Now you can, when you're especially constrained on a labor force, you can't afford to not count tobacco um, because it is where shrinkage does happen and people who control that shrinkage are the most successful uh, operators. Um, so it's, it's, it's certain solutions uh, that get automated and then, you know, over the long term, you get things get um, put together and we'll find a solution where it's just more viable and we'll have also market will reach a certain critical mass where they're accepting of it because the human psyche is you like what you like and you want to do it until until certain convenience aspect comes about where, you know, wait, maybe this is easier. You'll try it once and okay, this is easy. I like this and maybe we keep trying it again. So but that change is, is, is hard. It's going to take some time to get there. Yeah, yeah. I, I always uh, I always say that, uh, you know, disruption is really just people realizing that they've been forced to do things the difficult way and, and they found a better way to do it. And so, of course, they're, you know, they're not going to go back to the difficult way if, if there's an easier way out there. Uh, I really appreciate your insights on uh, where automation and other technologies are going to take the uh, C-Store industry. Uh, but I'd, I'd love, before I let you go, to focus it a little bit on, on uh, C-Store Master and the distribution business. Uh, how, how do you see uh, these emerging technologies uh, affecting your company and the way you do business over the next few years? It is it is great uh, for the distribution industry in general. And it, it's act, it really, if you're doing things right, it is a catalyst. Um, that's been our scenario is we're very data centric. We, we usually... We we tie in about with to about two thousand point of sale systems, so we get the data. We we tend to know what the customers want before they want before they know they want it. Um, um, we we see the patterns of new products, what's doing good to you know acquire products into our portfolio. So technology wise, it's it's a catalyst for distributors. People who do it adopt to it quicker. Is you know it's better. I think at the end of the day it really impacts the retailer in the best way possible. You get better service, better selection, less stockouts. Um, and it's just, it, in every form and fashion, it's going to improve the supply chain, which is our weakest link at this particular time, and it will be for the next coming years. Um, so I think that to us is with strategy, with proper strategy and the right technology here, uh, it, it's really gonna properly improve the distributor and you can, it's gonna help us grow. Uh, we've been growing over 100% year over year for the last five years. We're about five and a half years old as a company. And so it's we've had to stop, you know, until this new warehouse built, we had to stop taking new customers because we were at capacity. So technologies like this will help us scale five times. Um, and, and also it's a scalable technology in the sense that, you know, if you want to build a new building, we can do it really quickly. We can implement the solution pretty quickly. So uh, being able to offer more services to a wider group of people, uh, one from our end, help us grow. And for the retailer, it improves the supply chain. I think supply chain is going to be the word we're going to keep talking about for the next year and a half, two years, um, because we're starting to see these disruptions, uh, and they're going to stick. Um, there's, I guess, as there's an, 
you let's just say a product shortage, you're going to order more of it. Uh, people are going to want more of it. There's cost supply chain issues, constraints across every different supplier, their component supplier. So we're, we're going to start and they, these things take years to settle down. Um, and this is just the nature of the industry. This is kind of where my background lies is understanding supply chain and, um, you know, uh, where to source products, what is the impact of it? How do you supply plan for it? And, you know, what we're seeing is this is supply chain is going to be a keyword going forward. And any any time we can invest in that to make the supply chain better, uh, it's 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 good for everyone involved. Oh, hopefully, uh, it, it'll be an exciting future and, and we'll be able to solve some of the problems that uh, we're plagued with today. Sharon, I really appreciate your time uh, on the show. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, listeners, be sure to join us next time for another episode of At Your Convenience. 